The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Welcome to the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary Preston and Kisa Amaro, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. Welcome back, friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, certified health coach, and I work with moms to help them get control of their food cravings without deprivation or complicated meal plans. And I'm Mary Preston, a licensed marriage and family therapist, life coach, and the founder of the Goodbye Burnout for Healthcare Professionals program. If that sounds like you, a healthcare professional experiencing burnout, you should join my group in Facebook, the Saying Goodbye to Burnout Facebook group. So head on over to Facebook, do a little search, and jump on in. And if you have any questions about our programs, the podcast, anything about health and wellness, please come join us in the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa Facebook group, or just find us on social media. I'm always active on Facebook group. Uh, on Facebook, Kisa is not necessarily, but I, you know, if you want to talk to her, I'm getting better. I'm getting just better. Just tell me. Just tell me. I'll send the message. <laughs> but guys, you can join me for my five day challenge each month, where we cover a topic or issue that will help you lose your cravings. It's free to join. Uh, just head over to my website, kisaamaro.com. That's K-E-Y-S-A-A-M-A-R-O.com, and sign up. Or you can join the Lose Your Cravings Facebook group. Ooh, yeah, join her groups. Get started. It's exciting. Okay. Very exciting. Okay, on to our topic of the day, which is redefining health and wellness. And this one I think is really important. We're so used to using the number on the scale to define and measure our health. So in this episode, we discuss how to think about health and wellness differently so you can stop obsessing about the numbers. Hmm. So for my whole life, the number on the scale has been the way that I t- determined my health. And mm-hmm. probably for so many of you, it's still how you're using, uh, what you're using to determine, like, what is your health like right now? Right. And I had kind of like arbitrary numbers in my head about what numbers were good and what was bad. Mm-hmm. And so when I was closer to the quote unquote good numbers, I would feel relief, pride, satisfaction, like life was going the way it was supposed to. And when the numbers started to climb, right, when I started to gain weight, I was ashamed, embarrassed, angry, and quite honestly, afraid. Mm -hmm. And like many of you listening, I've gone through many diets, so many exercise plans under the guise of health. But in reality, my whole being was focused on that number on the scale. I was playing mind games with myself for years, not realizing how much power I was giving to that number. Mm -hmm. So this last year, and we've talked about it a little bit before, for most of 2019, I did an experiment. I just stepped away from the scale completely. I stopped worrying at all about what I was eating. And so if I wanted bread, cookies, cake, chocolate, snacks, extra food, second helpings, beer, mixed drinks, whatever it was, I just went for it. I focused on yoga, my current form of uh, physical exercise, as purely for joy rather than like reshaping my body in some way. Mm -hmm. And it was really fascinating. 
Like, I'm not going to lie. It was really terrifying at first Mm -hmm. and on and off throughout the year because I had so many thoughts about how I was going to do irreparable damage to myself. I just had this story going through my head and it amazed me how many times the thought that I would become quote unquote fat came up. And this is important because I was, when I was paying attention, I was able to see how deeply my fear that fat somehow means terrible health, laziness, ugliness, unworthiness, mm-hmm. right? I've been taught for so long. <laughs> Sorry, my dogs just burst into my office and barked at each other. Um, you know, I've been taught for so long that thin equals healthy and fat equals unhealthy, right? That therefore the number on the scale means everything. It means everything about my worth, my value, my everything depends on whether or not that number on the scale is at a certain value. I'm going to hold on keys. I'm going to go close my door because my dogs are going to attack each other in my office. Hold on. (laughs) Excuse me. Get out. Get out. Get out of here. dogs. I don't even know how they got in. (laughs) I know. I just saw the door open, but I didn't see the dogs. And I actually imagined, I'm like, I just imagined like either Gizmo or Scrappy coming in. Yeah. They both came in and they attacked each other. It was them. (laughs) It was both of them. (laughs) That's amazing. So (laughs) it's hilarious. Might leave that in. Who knows? Um, But going back to what I was saying, I've been taught for so long and I know that all of us have, right? Thin equals healthy. Mm -hmm. Fat equals unhealthy. It's like, I say that and most people are probably like, right, that's a fact. Right. Um, Right? Therefore, that number on the scale means everything. And as long as the number is veering from those arbitrary numbers that I've come up with, then, you know, everything starts to fall apart. Mm -hmm. So it's really fascinating to watch myself freak out at times when, you know, I just did what I wanted. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) But yeah, like Mary, most of us likely look at external factors to tell us if we're healthy, right? Uh, You know, like the number on the scale, your doctor, body fat percentages, your food intake, how much you work out or your body type. And it's so funny how many people will come up to me, like they know I'm a health coach and they're like, how much should I weigh? Right. Um, You know, like what, how many calories should I be eating a day? And I'm just like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. And they're like, what? Wait, what? I'm like, oh, I don't do that. <laughs> I love that. Um, I'm like, I'm a different type of health coach. Um, but, you know, know that this is completely normal and understandable because we are so influenced by diet and exercise culture that we believe we need to weigh a certain amount to be considered mm-hmm. healthy. That we need to work out a certain way or a certain amount in order to be healthy that we need to eat certain foods in order to be healthy. You know, we've been influenced by media and marketing, by friends and social media, that we believe these things to be true. It's just the way it is. (laughs) There she is. Just a little. Just a little Antonia. That's it. That's very excited about something. And she should be. Yeah. Yeah. So last year, you know, just, just thinking about the whole year, I really wanted to do the work to undo my fear of fat, you know, cause we talk about this all the time and it seems like no matter how much we talk about it, it's still 
like if there, if I can notice more fat on my body, that like the fear comes back. Right. So I wanted to do some of the work to undo my fear of fat, my fear of that number, right? My fear of food, my drive to use exercise as a weight loss tool. Mm-hmm. And I had to do this weird thing where I had to actually just stop thinking about my health because mm-hmm. for me and for so many of us, like quote unquote health is synonymous with dieting scales and cardio. And so I had to like, I had to stop thinking about health at all because as soon as I started mm-hmm. thinking about health, I, st- I started thinking about like weight loss, how many calories I'm eating, the scale number. Like I wanted to go in that direction and I had to keep cycling back through, like, no, that I'm not focusing on that this year. Right. And you know, Mary, this is so interesting because, you know, you made a conscious effort to do this, but I was somewhat forced into this process after I had my daughter. Yeah. Um, You know, there's so many other factors at play during this time in my life that I was physically not able to work out. Mm -hmm. And this was like so strange and terrifying for me. Like I was sure, like sure I was going to gain weight and get fat. Yeah. Um, because you have to work out every day in order to be thin. Right. Like that was my thought. Like, Oh, I just have to like work out. I just have to work out and then I'll be thin. Yeah. It just pops up no matter how much work we do. Yeah. And you know, I was also breastfeeding and hungry all the time. So like middle of the night hungry, I would eat middle of the night. Um, So now, so now like in my mind, I'm definitely going to gain weight and become a fat heathen because I'm eating because I'm like ravishly hungry. Yeah. Um, But, you know, little known fact, it's like when I like sat down and thought about it, you know, like when you're breastfeeding, you're creating milk, which is a food supply for another human. And this is work for your body. Your body needs nutrients and energy in order to make milk, which is they get that nutrients and energy from food. And that's just how it is. Yeah. You know, so I needed to really surrender to the process, um, to the circumstances that I was in and figure out how to think about things differently. Definitely. Yeah. Cause even, you know, it's, it's so interesting because even when you're talking, you know, it's like the fear of becoming fat and there's the two parts of it. There's the fear that fat is going to happen. And I think Mm -hmm. there was a little bit of the relief that like, Oh, like producing milk for another human being actually. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> right? Like burns right. A lot of calories. Yeah. So that's not going to happen. And some people are breastfeeding and gain weight. Oh yeah, for like, sure. And that's fine too. Like mm-hmm. it's so interesting though, like what goes on in our heads. Yeah. <laughs> so well, yeah. And, and like the, like the whole breastfeeding thing is like, like I had to like, like I use that to tell myself like, it's okay. Yeah. To eat food. It's okay to eat. Like it's just I okay to eat food eat in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. but it's okay right now because you need to give your daughter yeah. nutrients and food. Yeah. Oh, so it's like, I had to think of it that way. It's like, oh, well I am creating food for my baby. Yeah. And it's so um, important and it's amazing yeah. how strong, how strong this is, right? Where it's like, yeah. where that gets in our head when really mm-hmm. feeding your baby is so important. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I had to look at other factors for health. Mm-hmm. You know, how did I feel? Yeah. Did I have energy to take care of my daughter? Was I making progress on my recovery from my C-section? You know, was I moving my body in a way that felt good and was useful and practical for me? Because if I went back to like working out the way I did, that would not be good for my body. No. Like, would not be good at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, was I eating enough to make milk for my daughter? Was I eating healthy foods to make 
my liquid gold. I called <laughs> liquid it gold. <laughs> it is it's liquid gold, guys. <laughs> um, so these were now what defined my health besides, you know, where I used to be like, okay, I'm working out for X amount of hours. And what does the scale say? Yeah. So this process really made me step back and redefine what healthy was to me. Um, you know, I was put in a situation that forced me to see these things differently or else, you know, I was going to go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> really. It's, and it's so, I'm, and I'm glad that you took the time to really pay attention to it. Yeah. Cause yeah. Yeah. It's tough. And, yeah. you know, so this year, you know, so that was last year, I made a really conscious effort to, to do that. And so this year I, you know, I've kind of been thinking about, so how do I want to redefine what health means to me? You know, Kisa was kind of forced into it because, you know, now she has like a human to take care of for me. You know, I just have yeah. myself still, which is, I think still valuable. <laughs> yep. Sometimes my dogs, I know they're so important, but you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have the yeah. same push. I think the yeah. same drive for a lot of folks. Right. So right. I have to come up with what's important for me as, you know, just a human taking care of myself. And, mm -hmm. you know, is it a number on a scale type of food I'm eating, how much I'm exercising, you know, and I don't want to think about it that way. I have other more important things to do. I feel like, you know, mm -hmm. Oh Yes. I, I don't want to spend all of my time fearing gaining weight, you know, yeah. and having that, that mental cycle go through. Mm -hmm. So last year I was able to just allow myself to gain weight, which was really interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, but I discovered that none of those fears were true, right? Extra oh. fat on my body meant nothing about my value. My worth as a human mm -hmm. didn't mean I was lazy. Um, you know, last year I accomplished so much more than I've ever, ever done in my whole life. Yeah. Like, so it, it's interesting, right? I would like in my head, fat and lazy kind of went together. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's no, like no combination there. Cause I did so many things. Mm -hmm. It didn't mean that I was unhealthy because mm -hmm. I was able to continue to build my stamina and flexibility in yoga classes. So the weight itself didn't hold me back at all. Right. Okay extra yeah. weight didn't impede my flexibility, my, my actual quote unquote health at all. Mm -hmm. So it was just a really interesting, like I had, like I had to let myself go there and see that it was okay. Mm -hmm. So the truth is that health is really a very personal thing, right? Kisa's got a baby to take care of and feed and like keep alive. I have three <laughs> dogs to keep alive, which is eh, it's not really the same. My husband, I got to keep him alive, but mostly they do their own work. Yeah. Uh, right. So it's really personal the way we think about health and they're all really valid. They're all really great. Yeah. Yeah. So I want us to take a step back and really look to see if the things we know to be true about health and wellness are truths or just things mm. we have believed for so long that they seem to be true. Yeah. You know, what if we take a different perspective on health and wellness? What, what would our outcome be? Would we look at our own health and wellness differently? Would we look at other people differently? Would we look at the diet and exercise culture differently? So what if we took that number on the scale, you know, your weight out of the equation? What <laughs> if your weight had nothing to do with your health and wellness? So let's imagine that you get weighed at the doctor or you weigh yourself at home and it has no effect on your perspective of your health. What would that be like for you? That had no trigger 
anything. Hmm. Would you be working hard to lose those last 10 pounds to be healthy? Probably not. You know, weight wouldn't be an indicator that you were unhealthy or healthy. Yeah. Those are really good questions. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to just share some ideas that you can take a look at. And what I want you to do is just begin to think about what the best way for you to think about health is. Because there's so many Mm -hmm. ways that Mm -hmm. we can think about health and wellness. And I think it's just really personal, right? Yes, definitely. So one of the ways um, that I got from CrossFit that I thought was really valuable to me was um, evaluating by health and wellness by strength, which was super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so like how much could I lift? How many pull-ups could I do? Right. Um, could I do push-ups? Like all of those strength goals for me, like the, the stronger and stronger I got, that felt really mm-hmm. good to me. That felt like uh, good health. Yes, I agree with you, Mary. Um, and I feel like CrossFit was the first time I actually like kind of focused on that mm-hmm. versus like before, like when you'd work out, you'd be like, okay, how many calories am I burning? Yeah. But now it's like, oh, can I do a pull-up? Like the first time you do a pull-up, you're like, oh, holy moly, you know, like this is yeah. so awesome. And it's like such an awesome feeling and so motivating or like you can like back squat 10 more pounds or, you know, that you used to be able to. So it's just, it's a really awesome feeling. Yeah. It's like, it's like asking yourself, like, what is my body capable of? Mm -hmm. That's a really fun way. Um, Kickboxing was another place where like just feeling like, like the faster I got and like the harder (laughs) I punched, like those were really fun ways to think about health. (laughs) Antonia does not agree. (laughs) Something really cool happened. (laughs) I love it. Awesome. It was kickboxing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So strength is is one major way that you can kind of shift your perspective to. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one is being able to listen to your body about food and hunger, Mm -hmm. which when you can shift yourself to that perspective, like um, I really like there's a couple of people who do like a hunger scale. Mm-hmm. as a way of evaluating whether or not it's time to eat or not. Yeah. And although like, that's not something that I go to very often. I just, I kind of feel like there's other ways for me to figure things out. And like, I have a, I think a pretty good idea of like my hunger, mm-hmm. but you know, negative 10 being like, if you don't eat, you will just like pass out and die. Mm-hmm. Positive 10 being so full, you will pass out and die. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And zero being like no feeling at all, neutral neutral. and, and kind of like paying attention to like, if you paid attention to where your stomach is at right now, you know, if you're listening Mm -hmm. right now, like, where do I think I am on a scale of like negative 10 to positive 10? It's a really interesting way to evaluate. Am I hungry versus am I eating for other reasons? Right. And I think too, it's a great tool. Like if you're first starting to like get away from calorie counting or, you know, like eating certain amounts of food that's told to you by somebody else, that it's a really good tool for you to use to kind of have that structure and Mm -hmm. guide you through the process of like really listening to your body. And, you know, not to say that you need to use it for the rest of your life, but it's, I feel like it's just a, it's a nice tool to like, kind of like, um, get away from calorie counting and like start to learn to just feel your body sensations. Yeah. And you know, when it comes to like health and wellness, I feel like if you're a person who has previously um, obsessed about food, 
but you can get yourself to a place where food is kind of no big deal and you're just paying mm-hmm. attention to your body. I think that's a really good sign of like, quote unquote, health and wellness. Yes. Yeah. Um, the next one, I, I've got kind of a list here that, that I was going to go down. The next one, and I, you know, I was like, do I want to put this on here? But I'm just going to be totally <laughs> honest. I like it. You know, when you go to like the yoga studio or you're at CrossFit or whatever, and you're like in front of the mirror and you can see your <laughs> muscles. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. You know, I'm just going to be honest. I really, I enjoy it. Like, I feel like when I can see my muscles, it's super fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels like it feels healthier, right? It's like, oh, I can see that my body is doing the things yeah. my body is supposed to be doing. Yeah. And for me, when it comes to like moving away from the scale and more towards like, what is my body capable of? Mm-hmm. I kind of like being able to see my muscles sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And, I just want to add that it's, you can see your muscles so much better when you're actually working out yeah. and doing something. Like if you're in a yoga pose, you can see your muscles. Yeah, Whereas if you're fun. just standing in front of the mirror and you're like, oh, I look so squishy. Yeah. Uh, but and just I, like know that when you're, when you're working mm-hmm. out, you can see your muscles. And I have to, you know, I'm going to be clear, you know, and I like all of last year, I let myself gain weight <laughs> and paying attention to my own body in the mirror. Uh-huh even like, even when I was gaining weight, I think still felt really good. Right. Because I was gaining weight, but I was also seeing my muscles and that was a really fascinating combination. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I had to be super skinny, super thin to see my muscles. I could do a yoga pose and I could kind of like watch what my body was doing. And and Mm -hmm. it was a really interesting way for me to pay attention to like, okay, maybe I'm like, right? Because being up all in my head, the scale I'm sure is moving in the wrong direction, right? Quote unquote wrong direction. But like, look at what my body is doing. Mm -hmm. So cool. Look what I can do. It's Mm -hmm. pretty amazing. Yep. Okay. How about plant-based, Mary? Yeah. You know, I feel like just sometimes just picking a way of eating that just feels really good and you can Mm -hmm. stick to it. You know, I feel like plant-based is such a nice, like, catch all for I'm going to eat mostly vegetables. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Definitely. I feel I've had a lot of people come into my office and they're like, you know, I'm just going to eat plant-based. And when they stick to it, they just, mm-hmm. you know, they get so many nutrients in their body and they just feel yeah. really good and they kind of ignore the rest. And yeah, you know, yeah, I think any way to get like mm-hmm. vegetables into your body is a good idea. Yeah. And then it's like, it doesn't matter. The rest of it doesn't matter at all. Yeah. It's like, oh, I feel like I'm eating a lot of vegetables and that feels really Mm -hmm. good to me. And that feels like health. That feels like wellness. Definitely. Yeah. The next one I had on here is just, you know, for a little while I went through a phase and I think a lot of people really enjoy this in general, eating and exercising in a way that is like good for the environment. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like uh, a paleo, like looking towards um, farm raised, grass fed, like really well taken care of animals. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's vegetarian or vegan in a way that um, comes from a place of, I just want to take care of the environment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think sometimes that really comes with it, a, a feeling of like health and wellness, right? Like I'm, I'm not just eating well for myself, but I'm eating well for like the whole planet. The environment, that's yeah. a, a really cool way to, to come about it. Definitely. And it just feels good to yeah. know like the food you're choosing mm-hmm. is 
sustainable for the environment. Yeah. And sometimes that even comes with, you know, less plastic. Yeah. You know, or oh, yeah, definitely buying in bulk and then, right. Just kind of like things mm-hmm. that they're good for you, but they're also good for the planet. Yeah. I think sometimes moving in that direction, moving yeah. away from the scale, more moving towards like what's good for humans, what's good for the environment, what's good for the mm-hmm. whole planet is a really cool way of coming about it. Love it. Um, the next one on the list is sport related goals. And this one, you know, this one kind of is self-explanatory, right? But like, mm-hmm. you sign up for a marathon. Yeah. You've got it. <laughs> I know. I was, I was there for Kisa's, uh, Kisa's <laughs> big finish of the marathon. I did not run a marathon. <laughs> but she was there for the finish. That's all that matters. That was not on my list of things to do, right? But it's like, <laughs> Kisa had a goal of I'm going to run a marathon. And then she had yeah. all of these smaller goals that she had to, you know, to meet on the way to running a really, to me, like an incredibly long distance. Yeah. To me too. <laughs> Sometimes like competing in a sport is a really yeah. good way to move away from the scale. Mm-hmm. Um, CrossFit competitions, um, beating your last goal, being yeah. on a volleyball team where you actually show up and have other teams come, right? Like you're working together, yeah. so you have to practice together. And so um, a lot of times that brings with it a sense of health and wellness and connection, which is really cool. Yeah. The next one on the list, I put number on a scale. Shoot. Yeah. You can use that if you want. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think sometimes it's helpful and valuable for people. You know, if, you know, you're at a certain weight and you're like, you know what? I know, like my doctor says, this amount of weight would be better for my body. Mm -hmm. I think it's okay to use that as a measurement. But I think taking into account all of the other things that we're talking about Mm -hmm. is really valuable as long as we're taking away the, you know, doing a lot of work on our thoughts around whether or not that number has anything to do with our, our value as like a human right. being, right? right? Like it is literally yeah. just a number, nothing else. Yeah. And, and like you said, like maybe you feel sluggish or mm-hmm. you're having um, like interrupted sleep or mm-hmm. there's other issues going on and you're like, okay, maybe weight loss will help me with that. Yeah. And so you do have like a goal of losing weight. I think there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. yeah Cause we're not here to say you can't, I yeah. think there's, there's so much more value to doing the work to find out why mm-hmm. that number creates the fear yes. and then working on that. However, if you're not going to do that work and too much of your, everything else is tied into that number on the scale. I don't recommend yeah. it. Right. But some people use it. Some people yeah. value it. Um, Another one, you know, I think sometimes we forget this, right? Because we always think that thinness is going to bring us happiness. Like if we just <laughs> used our mental health as a <laughs> as a indicator of whether or not we're healthy. <laughs> right. Like, are we feeling positive feelings sometimes? Mm-hmm. Are you feeling Definitely. happy, connected? Yeah. Because you can be thin and be depressed. Absolutely. And that's, you know, thinness does not make you immune from like anxiety nope. or depression or any like mm-hmm. mental disorder. Yeah. And I think we can go totally away from the way our body looks and feels even and just go Mm -hmm. to the way our brain feels. Yes. And that would be just fine. That would be pretty amazing if Mm -hmm. that's all we looked at. Yeah. Just like, hey, how does, like, how do I actually just feel today? Mm -hmm. Am I looking forward to today? (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. It's a really good indicator of health and wellness, I think. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to the future. Yeah. And the present. 
Awesome. Um, How about balance, Mary? Yeah. So balance is another good one. A lot of people are like, you know, I want to be able to exercise, do functional things with my body, also eat healthy foods, but then also really like to be able to like have ice cream and have like slothy days where I do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think you can use that as an indicator of whether or not you feel healthy or not. Right. Like yeah. some, sometimes I like eat like quote unquote super healthy. And some days I just like eat chips all day, mm-hmm. but like kind of balancing it mm-hmm. out so that they feel good most of the time. Totally yeah. fine. Awesome. Um, the next one is, um, sometimes we forget being able to use your talents. Mm. You know, it's kind of another way of looking at functional health, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you love to sing, are you practicing singing? Like, is your body in shape to be able to sing? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, are you taking care of your lungs? (laughs) Yeah. So you can sing. Like, are you doing it even? Yeah. Are you practicing? Sometimes like we take our, yeah. I want to call it a hobby, but like mm-hmm. our joys and things we love to do. And we're like, so focused on like work and yes. kids and uh, the house and food and, you know, whatnot, that these things get pushed to the side. Definitely. Yeah. Are you doing finding time to get into your talents? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause then none of the rest of it matters really. Yeah. Um, and the next one is, uh, I think kind of, you know, balances off of that one, but movement. You know, sometimes just like dancing in your kitchen or mm-hmm. dancing in a studio. I had one of my clients just joined a dance studio and I was like, that's so great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, like kickboxing, spinning, like things that just really feel good to your body. Mm-hmm. You know, are you finding the time to do those things? Yeah. And if you are, I think that's a really good sign of health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's the functional definition. You know, are you able to lift your kids, run on the playground? Um, I always think about, you know, I don't have kids, but, um, you know, one of the things that my husband and I have talked about is of all of our siblings, we're probably the ones to take care of our aging parents. And, you know, that's not an easy conversation, but one of the things I think about is if one of my parents got sick or they needed to live with me, would I be able to like lift them? Would I be able to help them do things? And that is one of the things that, that pushes me to continue to, you know, to take care of myself, my husband Mm -hmm. as well. You know, I think about that. I'm like, what if he got hurt? Yeah. Can I, you know, like, what if he hurt his leg? Can I support him from the car into the house? Right. You know, can I lift my dog from the downstairs to upstairs, which we have to do sometimes. I want to be able to do those things. They're such great points. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes health and wellness is just about lack of disease, mm-hmm. which is totally fine, right? Preventing diabetes. I'm all about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't definitely. want it. Me neither. If I can prevent it, I will. Um, you know, preventing heart problems, just keeping yourself at. And so sometimes that comes with like doctors get the lab results, right? It's like, what are your numbers like? Mm-hmm. You know, how is your heart function? How's your, um, you know, your blood levels? Um, are you having joint pain? You know, are you getting sick very often? You know, sometimes mm-hmm. just moving in the direction of not being sick very often is a really good indication, right? Like, right. I've been sick very often. My joints feel good. My mm-hmm. blood level numbers are fine. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then the last one I put, living a long life. Here's the other one that I think about sometimes, right? I'm like, shoot, we live a long time these days. Yeah, we do. You know, like barring accidents or, you know, diseases that 
don't affect many of us, right? A lot of us are going to live a really long time. Yeah. And so just kind of like taking care of your body so that you can have that quality of life Mm -hmm. when you're in your nineties. Yeah. I'm like, how am I going to set myself up to be, you know, 102 Mm -hmm. and as active and mentally active as possible? Because that's what I'm like, you know, if I'm going to live that long, I really want to be able to participate in life still. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, if you think about like what people retire at 65. Yeah. Say you live to 95. Yeah. That's like another 30 years of life where yeah. you might not be working. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what, what do you, you want to be doing? Do? What do you want to yeah. be doing in those years? You know, I think about yeah. I'm like, I want to participate as much as possible. And will I care at 102? whether or not I'm the thinnest person in the world. I don't think so. Right. I'm going to be like, how's my brain working? Do I remember you? (laughs) Do I remember who you are? Exactly. No. Can I, can I paint still? Can I still, you know, can I still do some Zumba? I want to be doing as much as possible when I'm a hundred. So I think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a list. Kisa, did I miss anything? I think that's a lot of ways to think about health. A lot of ways. I think that's a good, you know, start and you can always kind of like, uh, brainstorm off of that list. I mean, mm-hmm. this is not like the end all be all by any means. Yeah. And if you have any other, you know, any other ideas, definitely, definitely send us a message, find our group, yeah. let us know. Kisa has to, has to help find Peppa Pig, but while she does that, oh my gosh, she found Peppa Pig. <laughs> We're just having a conversation <laughs> about this. Uh, what would you like? Okay. So she likes it. <laughs> I love that. And so, you know, that, that list to be considered, you mm-hmm. know, I want you to take the time to consider what health means to you. Yeah. So getting a piece of paper, you know, we talked about this earlier on the last podcast, get a piece of paper, write everything down. It's either magic or science. We don't know, but writing it down <laughs> creates all kinds of That's something, all kinds of something. Yeah. Um, so, so write down what health means for you, everything you can do and feel when you're at your healthiest. Mm-hmm. And so really quick, a little bit of the five tips. It's a little bit of a summary of what we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but tip number one, remember you are an adult and you get oh. to make your own decisions. What? I know. I'm always surprised by this. I'm like, wait, am I in charge? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in charge of my own life. <laughs> So just because you've heard multiple messages from a variety of sources telling you how to define your health, I have a really good news. We're all adults now. We get to make our own decisions about what kind of life we want to live. Mm -hmm. And while you should always, always take into account the advice of medical professionals, especially your own doctor, you do get to make the final decisions about your own health journey. Mm -hmm. Number two, our second tip is that definitely pay attention to media's influence. The media is very sneaky about the messages they send us. Oh, for sure. It's really important that they make us believe we're broken so that we will buy whatever they are selling to fix us. Mm -hmm. So pay attention to the media you're consuming and what they are pushing you to believe about health and wellness, right? Like I always, I love like the beer commercials because- (laughs) You're like, oh, I definitely need that beer to like solve all my problems. Of course. (laughs) Right? It's going to make me beautiful. (laughs) It will, Mary. Right? It's like they'll they'll 
they'll sell us anything. Mm -hmm. So pay attention to what the media is telling you is health and wellness. Mm -hmm. Tip number three, think about what health looks like for you. Um, so sometimes I like to think about somebody else in our lives that like I really admire, right? Like who's a person who I think or I, I feel like they're a really healthy person and why do I think that about them? What is it about those people that really like give me the feeling of health? What do you admire about them? Yeah. And then what's your vision of yourself when you're at the most healthy, right? Like how can you tell you're healthy? Do you have energy? Are you strong? Are you happy? Are you pain-free? What does health mm -hmm. mean for you? Number four, we always talk about our big why, right? Think about why you yeah. want to be healthy. So why do you even care? <laughs> right? I, for so long, I just thought I had to lose yeah. weight. Like wh why? Who cares? Like, was there a reason for it? I think just for so long, I was told that I should. Right. right. So it's a really important thing to think about. Is there a reason you want to be strong? Yeah. Maybe it doesn't even matter. Like maybe you just don't even care. <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Do you want to be happy? Do you want to be able to take care of your children? Do you want to be able to do fun things? Why do you want to be strong? Why do you want to be quote unquote healthy? Whatever your definition of healthy is. Just want to have muscles. Could be right? that. I mean, and honestly, <laughs> just, just want to have muscles. Great reason. I yep. think just knowing, just knowing mm -hmm. why you want to do so. And then number five, again, write it down. The magic of pen to paper just can't be argued. I really right. want to stress. Take the time to write down what you envision your health and wellness goals to be mm -hmm. and those why, like, why do you want those health and wellness goals? Awesome, Mary. Thanks for the five tips. That's it. Yeah. So Super friends, helpful. that's it. That's what we've got for you today. Thank you so much for being awesome as always and listening in. Tune into our next episode where we question if wellness culture is a disguise for diet culture. Dun, dun, dun. It might be. <gasps> it might be. And if you'd like to know more about us, and if you have any questions or comments, head on over to our dedicated Facebook group. You can also contact myself at my website at www.marialisepreston.com. Or you can find Kisa at her website at www.kisaamaro.com and that's K-E-Y-S-A-A-M-A-R-O. Oh, did I spell it wrong? Hold on. Start I over. I think so. I got distracted. <laughs> I'm going to spell it again. www.kisaamaro.com. Awesome. You got it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> And if you know someone who you think would benefit from the information shared on our podcast, please share this episode with them. We want to extend our message to and support as many people as possible. And we need your help to get our message out. You got to share so that we get more people share listening. It. And if you enjoy the show, you know, it would really help if you would leave what? us an honest review on iTunes, preferably five stars. Simply go to iTunes, search for the podcast page, hit the tab for ratings and reviews, and click on write a review. That's it, friends. Super helpful. And we will even read your review on the next podcast. Yes. It's true. And you it's will true. love it. Bye, friends. Bye. <laughs>